It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby. And of course, welcome back to all of the regular folks. And we got a bunch of new folks coming in over the past few days. Welcome on in. Of course, you can catch us every single weekday wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Happy, um, excuse me, guys. Happy National Signing Day to everyone. And we're going to go over the class on uh, tomorrow's show, we'll have a few notes to get to today as far as covering a few news bits. But I'm recording this just a few minutes after Auburn's uh, 91-86 to uh, 86 loss to, uh, to Georgia. And boy, was that ugly. But we'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about K.J. Britt as well and uh, Devin Barrett, his move back to running back and possibly the quarterback situation. We'll touch on all that in a second. So... Auburn basketball, I mean, that was ugly. (laughs) That was an ugly basketball game, especially in the first half, and it just seems like that's kind of what we talk about with this team, ugly first half, so then usually the second half is enough, and they didn't go away. The Tigers didn't go away, especially at the end, and it's like, okay, they're within six, and they'd get closer, and they'd get back, and props to Georgia for maintaining that lead because there were times where it really felt like Auburn was going to get some positive momentum, Sharif Cooper, 5 of 10, 19 points. He was 8 of 10 from the charity stripe. He fouled out at the end there. He had four turnovers, two steals. He played 35 minutes. One of the better plus minuses on the team. I saw a lot of Auburn folks kind of criticizing him, saying that this was one of his worst games, and I thought it was fine, especially from a stats perspective. Like, he's been significantly more inefficient. 5 of 10 is okay, especially when you get to the free throw line 10 times and you make eight of them. I'm fine with that. Shoot 10 shots, score 19 points. You take that. You absolutely take that. Jamal Johnson got out of his slump. He scored 13 points. He's been ice cold. And uh, he heated up there a little bit more in the second half. 4 of 11 from the floor. You definitely don't want that from your starting shooting guard. 2 of 8 from 3. You want that clip to be a little bit better. But it's, I mean, you made 2 more than you have the last few outings. So, uh, got to the free throw line 4 times. Made 3 of them. He played 25 minutes. He had a zero plus minus, so that's, um, I think, second best. Tied for third best on the team. JT Thor, just four points. Alan Flanagan, 12 points. He was four of eight from the floor, 29 minutes. And then Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams has come out of nowhere, and I say that kind of, you know, a little sarcastically, but he entered the season with a whole lot of hype, and then it's like... He, Auburn was better when he's on the court, but he hasn't really turned that into offensive production. He's been efficient, but he's hadn't been that active this season. But holy cow, over the last five or six games, he's become one of Auburn's best scoring threats. A very, very uh, solid 21-point night for Jalen Williams. 9 of 14 shooting. He made two of his five threes. He made his only free throw attempt. 32 minutes. He... He's become one of Auburn's most consistent players 
in this kind of time of the season where Auburn has so many guys that are up and down. Sharif Cooper's been up and down. JT Thor's been up and down. Alan Flanagan and Jamal Johnson have certainly been up and down. And Jalen Williams has been holding steady. And in fact, he's actually getting better over the course of the last few weeks. And so, you know, talking with Justin Ferguson before the season began, he's like, watch Jalen Williams. He's going to have some NBA buzz. And honestly, I didn't believe it. And then the first few weeks of the season, the first two months of the season, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I just don't see it. But all of a sudden, he's really, really figured it out. Stretch acting bowler registered eight minutes, and he had like no stats to show for it. He's got two rebounds, two fouls, two turnovers. And somehow, with no points, he had a zero plus minus. Stretch started the second half, so uh, good for him there. Then Devin Cambridge played 19 minutes. He scored 12 points, three of seven from the floor. I mean, Auburn shooting guards have not been effective or efficient down the stretch in SEC play here. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. But all in all, just a really, really ugly game. Once again, Georgia winning 91-86. to The best thing about this game is we got to watch it at 6 o'clock instead of having to wait till 8 o'clock to watch it. And that's kind of it. I mean, you look at it and it's like, Auburn had no issue letting Georgia get to the rim. And Auburn would get to the rim, and they wouldn't capitalize on a dunk. They wouldn't capitalize on easy layups, or they would just be feet away from the basket. And it's amazing. Like, Sharif Cooper, you can tell he's working on, you know, his touch close to the basket, but it just hasn't really turned into him getting better from, you know, just a few feet away from the goal. And... I think he's getting there. He's clearly putting in the work, but that's something um, That's something that I would like to see get better over these next few games as Auburn kind of gears up for this final stretch here in conference play. We heard from Bruce Pearl since we last talked a little basketball here. Uh, doesn't sound like Powell's coming back soon. It sounds like he really, really needs some rest, emphasizing just turning his brain off because he needs to get, let it heal, let it recover. They didn't say he wasn't coming back this season, but I don't think he's coming back, and that's a real shame. But um, obviously his health is first, first and foremost there. There's no question about it. So that's kind of where this Auburn basketball team is at. Going into Saturday, they take on an Ole Miss team. They're better than Ole Miss, but Ole Miss is like, I mean, they beat Tennessee tonight as I record this on, uh, on Tuesday evening. They beat Tennessee 52-50. to And Auburn lost to a team that I firmly believe they are better than at home. And I, I just don't know how this team responds. We talked about it a little bit on the broadcast for After the Game Basketball, where Jaws hosted that with me. We do that on ESPN 106.7 after every Saturday game. And we talked about, like, what's the response to getting whooped by this, you know, this possibly national championship contender Baylor team. What's the response? Did Auburn falling flat in this game have anything to do with that? Quick turnaround. You travel to and from Texas over the weekend and then you play a six o'clock game on a Tuesday night just a few days later. Does that have something to do with it? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I think it's definitely something you have to consider. They get an extra day now. They play at home Saturday. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think it's definitely better for the Saturday situation. They played on Tuesday, not Wednesday. The team looks tired at times. And 
I mean, the guard play has to be more efficient. I think that's really what it comes down to. And, of course, they take on Ole Miss. Uh, once again, they take on Ole Miss on Saturday. So, um, all right, I want to talk a little football next right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever. Yes, Built Bar. All the bars, no matter what flavor you get, covered 100% in chocolate. They're all soft and easy to chew. We've all had protein bars in the past that are like impossible to get down. You got to like heat them up in the microwave or make sure you have something to drink with it so it goes down smoothly. This isn't it. I mean, Built Bar, you get sad when it's done because it tastes like a candy bar. It's delicious. And uh, they're healthy. They're good for you. Great for the health-conscious listener. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. All the bars, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. And uh, you can get yours today. BuiltBar.com. Head over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Auburn is getting a long snapper. Kyle Vaccarella, 6'3", 240-pound long snapper. And I think this is kind of weird and borderline ridiculous, but he's a six-star, according to Rubio Long Snapping. And they're kind of the authority. They're the 247 composite of long snapping. Why does it have to be different? Why are there six stars? Why couldn't you just do it like every other ranking system? I don't know. That's like the most long snapper thing to do in the world. But according to them, uh, he's the second best long snapper in the 2021 class. So you definitely take that. And I think something that's really interesting, he's going to be a preferred walk-on. He turned down a scholarship offer from Texas Tech, and he accepted a preferred walk-on offer from Auburn instead, which is a little interesting He's from Connecticut, I believe. So it's not like he's a local guy. It's not like he grew up an Auburn fan. But I think the joke writes itself, right, that uh, you kind of do anything you can to avoid Lubbock, right? So you don't have to burn a scholarship on him. You get the second best long snapper in the country. I think that's a win. I think that's a win. Um, we talked about Holden Gariner, the 2022 quarterback that committed Charlie Five on a yesterday's show. Talked about him a little bit, the three-star It'll probably be a four-star when it's all said and done. But I was listening to uh, to ESPN 106.7, and there was a little bit of talk um, from some of the hosts there as well as the callers about how what this signing means for Demetrius Davis, who will be on Auburn's team next year as a true freshman, and you got to think he'll be competing for the backup job with uh, you know behind Bo Nix. But... When you look at what Harson has done with his quarterbacks, and we've talked about how his quarterbacks get better, and he's had success with quarterbacks at Boise and at Texas, and even at Arkansas State, they got better. But it's like, okay, they they all have a very similar mold. They're very similar to like a Jarrett Stidham or a Sean White type mold. 
and we'll lump Bo Nix in there too, just to kind of, you know, complete the stereotype, but none of these guys are dual threat dudes. None of these guys are super athletic. They're, they're pocket passers. And of course, some can move better than others, but as a whole, they're, they're pocket guys. Now, of course, one, you know, maybe, maybe a really talented dual threat guy didn't fall into his lap. Sure. You can make that argument. And then also, you know, college offenses are definitely evolving and maybe he wants to be a part of that. I don't know. I'm just kind of pointing some things out, but you look at it and the timing with Bo, you got to think he'll play two more seasons. He could play three more seasons. It would be very Bo Nix of him to just be a starter for five years at Auburn, whatever. I think he'd be fine. But after that though, it's like the timing almost makes more sense to go to a guy that's a few years younger so you have him for more time. And I, I wonder if, from a timing perspective, if D. Davis could get missed out here. And also from a scheme perspective, he could be missed out. I think D. Davis is a very, very talented player. And he's going to need some time to develop as a passer. I think if you read most of the scouting reports on him, that's, that's kind of the case. I think he'll get there, but he's not there immediately. And so what does that mean for him moving forward? I don't know the answer to that. But I think it's going to be really, really interesting. And it's going to be really, really fun to watch what kind of quarterbacks Harson goes after. Because it was the weirdest thing to me, especially when you look back on it, the type of quarterbacks Malzahn went after. Because everyone's like, he needs a dual-threat quarterback in his, his offense. Because obviously it worked well with Cam. Obviously it worked well with Nick Marshall. But then after that, he never went back to a dual-threat quarterback. I mean, Jeremy Johnson was stiff as can be. He was athletic, but he wasn't a dual-threat guy. He was big, but he wasn't a dual-threat guy. Sean White, he's a pocket guy. Jarrett Stidham. I mean, even the guys that he went after like that didn't play, like the Tyler Queens. And then I think the fan base just got so upset, and they're like, all right, please get John Franklin III in here. Please get Malik Willis in here. But none of those guys ever had a legitimate chance of starting. And then, like, Joey Gatewood, I think, had a chance. But then, I mean, Bo Nix obviously won the job. But it's just odd to me, looking back at the kind of quarterbacks that Gus Malzahn recruited. And I think that says something. I think that's this, what Auburn's offense has been under Bo and under Stidham in 17 and maybe a little bit in 18. I think that's what Gus wanted to do. I think that kind of speaks louder than what the fan base is saying and what he has had success in the past with. When you look at what Harson's done with the Kellen Mons, and I, I, to, I was told I've been saying Ripien incorrectly. Is it Ripen? Brett Ripen? But all of these guys, the, these are all similar quarterbacks to what Malzahn went after. And... I just think it's going to be really, really fun to see what exactly he wants because I think for a long time, the Auburn fan base kind of ignored what Gus Malzahn was doing on the recruiting front in regards to quarterbacks. That's all I'm saying, and I think I want to point that out early in the Brian Harson tenure, and let's just kind of talk it out as it happens. So right now, he's gone after one quarterback, and it's been your, you know, your, your prototypical pocket-passing guy with, uh, with Holden Gariner. So, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll talk about Devin Barrett next, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at BetOnline, betonline.ag. 
There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust as far as placing your picks, your wagers on anything sports. They also got casino, uh, online casino and poker and all that good stuff as well. You can, uh, you can do all this. Go to betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account today, betonline.ag, and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. You also can visit our good friends and exclusive partner on social media, at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So Devin Barrett is coming back to play running back. He opted out, missed a good chunk of the 2020 season. He was a cornerback last year. So now he's going back to the position that he arrived um, on the plains as, which is a running back, played some running back as a true freshman, then moved to receiver. I'd actually forgotten about that, but 247 wrote it down. I'm like, yeah, I guess he was kind of a slot guy for a second. That like uh, that Ryan Davis, Eli Stove role. Then, of course, he moved to cornerback. So now you look at the, the running back situation and you've got Tank Bixby, Sean Shivers, and then Devin Barrett. And Auburn apparently wants to add Jarquez Hunter. He's a Mississippi guy from Philadelphia, Mississippi. Didn't know that was a thing. Didn't know there was a Philadelphia in Mississippi. You learn something every day. He's announcing Friday. So despite today being National Signing Day, Auburn's class will still not be done. It's going to take some time. Most of the crystal balls are in for Auburn. Means a three-star guy. You got to think that he's going to be solid to the Tigers. What a sales pitch. What a sales pitch. You can come in and play. So... Jarquez Hunter is an awesome running back name. I love it. So I, I think that's good. I like Devin Barrett. I liked him as a running back. I I think as far as like the third best guy in the room, I think you're okay with that. I don't know if you want him to be your, your bell cow, your stud, but you can do some things with him. He's like, uh, he's kind of in between tank and worm as far as what he can do. He's going to be shifty. And he's going to be fast, but like he's not as fast as Worm. I don't think he's as shifty as either of them. I mean, he's been playing corner, so you got to think his feet have gotten a little bit better. But all in all, maybe you can throw to him out of the backfield. I would kind of think that'd be a role for Worm, but we'll see. We'll see. And we talked about this before. Like Tank and Worm both missed time due to injury last year. You need bodies in the running back room. So... Uh, hopefully Devin Barrett, and then if Auburn's able to bring in Hunter, Jarquez Hunter on Friday, that'll uh, that'll give some depth for sure. I want to wrap up today's show talking about KJ Britt. He had a great Senior Bowl. I haven't really had a chance to circle back to the Senior Bowl and talk about it here, so we're going to do that. Lots of reports talking about how good he was at the Senior Bowl, uh, specifically in like the short passing game, the underneath passing game, which surprises me. I mean, that's what we talked about, right? Like that's. 
and you know, I, I go on radio in Mobile and here locally, and you know, I've popped on a few podcasts and things, and people ask me about KJ Britt, and it's like he needs to prove that he can be effective in coverage, and he proved that to a lot of folks in Mobile uh, for the Senior Bowl, so that's going to be huge for his draft stock. Obviously, he did well in rush defense. That should surprise absolutely, literally no one. Um, so uh, that that's great for KJ. And then his team, at least he's on the American team. His team voted him as the top linebacker on his team. It sounds like the running backs and the offensive line vote for that. So that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, he gained the respect of his peers. And then some NFL folks uh, called him a leader. Obviously, we know that. And I think it's clear that his stock went up when you look uh, look at what exactly he was able to pull off on um, at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. So that's great for KJ. I still think there's going to be a lot of questions about his height. I think there's a lot of KJ Brits throughout college football that are going to go pro. And I hope he gets a chance because his biggest thing, he's going to get limited as far as what he can do physically just due to his size and his athleticism. But he can make up for that with interviews. As far as the draft process goes, he can make up for that if he can get face-to-face with some of these guys. And I'm sure his, you know, his charisma will transfer over Zoom calls and all that. But there's just something about being in a room with K.J. Britt. You, um, you feel the energy. You vibe off of that. Very similar to Sean Davis. I think KJ, you could almost argue a little bit more from a leadership standpoint, not just a hype standpoint, but a leadership standpoint. I think Deshaun Davis was a smarter linebacker, but I think KJ Britt was better physically. So I think the NFL is going to care more about what KJ Britt brings to the table. And he has some things to bring to the table. My biggest thing, whenever I'm evaluating a player from one position to, or from one level of football to the next, is what do you do well? And K.J. Britt, that's a pretty decent list as far as what he does well and what he brings to the table. So hopefully that works out. And we're going to have some draft folks on once signing day is over and um, basketball slows down a bit. So if you guys have anyone that you want me to reach out to from a draft standpoint, please um, please let me know. I'd love to get them on for you guys. And if there's any off-season topics you guys want us to talk about, any kind of lists historic or current uh, on the team. Yeah, just let me know. Um, we uh, we get really creative over the course of the offseason. I love offseason content. I think that's kind of one of my strengths, if I'm being honest with you. We gained a ton of listeners over the course of this past offseason with no sports because we still went daily every day when everybody else took off. And I think we did. Uh, I think we did a good job covering with nothing happening. So... Yeah, let us know what you want to hear over the course of this. And uh, we've got some baseball stuff in the works, so that's exciting. Stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned to that. So follow me on Twitter, at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter, Locked on Auburn. We're also on Instagram, Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. I think Noah Gardner will be joining me of ESPN 1067's On the Line. Yeah, so be sure to come back. Check that out. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.